0: Be the man! You gotta beat the man! I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. And you want some? Come get some! You've tuned in to Wrestling with Ruben. You're listening to Wrestling with Ruben. Uh, I'm Ruben J. here, your host for this week's episode. Uh, Make sure to hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at J And, uh... Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash We're going to dive into the WWE Superstar Shake-Up here in a second. And coming up after we talk about the WWE Superstar Shake-Up, we'll be talking about uh, Impact Wrestling, the good and the bad surrounding that company. So let's go ahead let's dive in to the Superstar Shake-Up here on Wrestling with Ruben. So with the WWE Superstar shakeup just a few hours away, essentially 24 hours or less, beginning on Raw, I thought it would be appropriate to analyze a few names that I think should be traded from Raw to SmackDown Live and from SmackDown Live to Raw. So, first, I want to say that I don't think AJ Styles should move off of SmackDown Live. I think AJ Styles should stay on SmackDown until he retires from the WWE. I think he is a staple on the SmackDown brand. Second, I think that Daniel Bryan should get the John Cena treatment and be able to move back and forth from Raw and SmackDown on his own. I think that Daniel Bryan is bigger than a brand, bigger than Raw, bigger than SmackDown, and realistically, I think Daniel Bryan is bigger than the WWE as a whole. Let me know what you think about that in the comments down below, but let's go ahead and talk about who I think should go from SmackDown Live to Raw. So Randy Orton is a name that comes to mind when I think about people who should go from SmackDown over to Raw. Orton has been stale since the original WWE draft in the summer of 2016. Orton has had his fair share of main events and championship runs, but they have all seemed to fall flat. His most recent run was with the United States Championship and ended at WrestleMania with a loss to Jinder Mahal. Orton should be used on Raw to make superstars go higher up the card. I think Orton is a great utility. I think Orton having his part-time, you know, a couple months on, a month off schedule, I think would work well with Raw, give Raw a little bit more freshness. Uh, if anything, I, I think Orton should be somebody who should also be allowed to go back and forth as he sees fit. But I think if that's not going to happen, definitely move him to Raw. Now, Mike Canellis is somebody who hasn't been on WWE TV in a little while. Uh, Mike Canales debuted to some major fanfare at Money in the Bank a couple years ago uh, with and, and by the way one of the greatest theme songs in WWE currently uh, but then he disappeared due to injury and substance abuse rehab Canales uh, and his and his wife um, Maria just had a, a child so he should be returning soon and I think Canales can be a big player if given the right push on Raw I can see him chasing Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship while also trying to help get some of the other superstars over I don't see Canales as a main event superstar on either raw or smackdown i think natalia should go over to raw she is a veteran women veterans women's champion and who i think can really help boost the raw women's division i think giving her a championship run would be good for the red brand can you imagine seeing her going head-to-head with Sa- sasha banks or bailey on raw i think it would be absolutely incredible to see natalia on raw now Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin moving over to Raw creates a couple really cool opportunities for the Red Brand. With Jason Jordan probably returning sooner rather than later, I believe Jordan can possibly try to reunite. Re, sorry, reunite with Gable or even have Benjamin try to bring the two together and create some sort of stable. I think that this would also give the tag team uh, division on Raw a fresh new start, as well as give Gable and Benjamin a chance to live in a fresh new environment all right those are my thoughts on who should go to raw let's talk about who should go to smackdown uh going to smackdown uh, under my analysis would be jeff hardy i'm not sure what the WWE has planned for jeff hardy matt hardy is doing his woken gimmick so i'm not truly sure what jeff can do however i don't think that he should be a part of that gimmick at least not yet I think that if WWE wants to give Jeff and Matt Hardy room to breathe away from each other, you send Jeff to SmackDown and have him in the mid-card to main event level... Run, I think Jeff Hardy would challenge eventually challenge AJ Styles for the WWE Championship and eventually have a run with the United States title as well. I think Jeff Hardy would boost the United States Championship level wrestlers pretty well, while also giving AJ Styles an opponent in between some of the bigger name challengers. So Jeff Hardy would definitely move to SmackDown under my analysis now roman reigns uh i would definitely send roman reigns to smackdown for a couple reasons number one is it gives roman a chance uh it gives roman a reason really to turn heel without really turning on anybody WWE for years has called smackdown the b brand and sending the big dog to the small yard would give him a year or two of being able to be a hardcore heel while shitting on the brand that he is on I think that if you give Roman a chance to be heel on SmackDown, it will not only boost the viewership to SmackDown, but also give Roman Reigns a chance to breathe, uh, without having so many other big name stars on Raw, and will give him a chance to grow as a p- competitor. Not only that, but I think I think having uh, I think having a sp- I think having room to breathe for Roman is very important. I would also move Bailey over to SmackDown, uh, seeing that she's she's seemingly gone heel. Uh, and also become lost in the process. I say send her to SmackDown. Give her a chance to really feud with some of the top women on SmackDown. I think that Bailey and Carmella would have a great run at the top. A great feud uh, between the two. Uh, and I think Bailey would also make a great SmackDown Women's Champion. Now I would send the bar over to Raw as well. Not sure if I would do it as a a, a unit uh, or as two single superstars or a unit eventually going to going to go separate ways, but I think Cesaro and Sheamus have had enough on Raw. Uh, I think they've dominated the raw division and it's time for them to head over to the blue brand and have some epic matches with people like the Usos and the New Day. I also think that if you're going to break up Cesaro and Sheamus, that you don't do it in a way where one of them turns on the other or they get frustrated and they break up and they have this epic feud. I think you say, hey, uh You know, uh, Seamus says to Cesaro, hey, why don't you, uh, go chase one of the, you know, go chase the, the United States title. I'm going to try to get the world title or vice versa. Or how about we just, how about we just take a break? How about we just see other people, uh, and allow the two of them to have a run as a, as singles competitors, which I think would do good for the two of them. And those are the people who I would switch over from Raw to SmackDown to summarize to Raw. I would send Randy Orton, Mike Kanellis, Natalia, and Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. And to SmackDown, I have Jeff Hardy, Roman Reigns, Bailey, and The Bar heading to the blue brand. Coming up after this quick break, we have some Impact Wrestling conversations. All right, we're just a couple of uh, weeks, actually probably a couple of days away from Impact Wrestling Redemption. Uh, since this is going to be Monday the 16th. Yeah, we're six days away from Impact Wrestling Redemption. I have a couple thoughts on Impact Wrestling. Uh, now, with Alberto Al officially out of the company, I think it's time for impact wrestling to really focus on building up their own group of talent in the last 14 days we've seen ec3 and bobby lashley return to wwe and both are former impact wrestling champions and top stars and were both essentially homegrown impact wrestling stars now i know both of them had a run in wwe before they went to impact wrestling but i think their their time on impact wrestling as a brand really helped them grow so if I were Ed Nordholm and the creative team over at Impact Wrestling, I would definitely like be telling myself, let's focus on, on on pushing Austin Aries, let's look at some guys off the Indies who we think will be uh big names and people that we can really uh run with. I mean, people like uh Marty Squirrel or uh you know God, I'm not that familiar with the, the independence to be honest, but I mean they need to do something. They need to bring somebody in to Impact Wrestling who they can build around. Uh, I'm tired and I think we all are tired of seeing them, seeing them face off with people who are not uh, impact wrestling homegrown people, and are tired of seeing WWE rejects uh, in impact wrestling. But I also think that people like Enzo Amore uh, could do some good work for impact wrestling. So I, I say that they need to build some homegrown stars, but at the same time they should also take advantage of the um, you know should take advantage of the fact that they have a television. Um, you know, exposure with the WWE, but uh, weren't huge names. So Enzo More, great opportunity. Uh, Neville, if he ever gets released from the WWE officially, uh, I think should do some good stuff with uh, with Smack or with uh, Impact Wrestling. So I think there's definitely some room there uh, for them to find some people to to really, really help Impact grow. Like like really Ed Nordholm and Impact Wrestling. Don't focus on signing big names uh, who come from WWE, but focus on signing people who, on the independent level, can sell some tickets to some of your indie shows, uh, as well as possibly get a couple extra eyeballs turning into your pro- your product. Now, the other problem with Impact Wrestling, and while the TV and the stories have been a little bit better in the recent, uh, probably the last six months or so, uh, the crowd at the most recent impact wrestling taping was either badly mic'd up or just not into the show. I feel bad for the guys in the ring as a crowd is almost always dead and not caring about the in ring product. Something has got to change. Maybe having the show on the road for the next rounds of tapings will do the show some good, but I also know that with that comes some added expenses. So, uh, again, if Impact Wrestling is listening to this, which I doubt, but if they are, uh, you know, I definitely think that it's time for you guys to look into doing some different things with, with your crowd, uh, or figuring out a way to get the crowd more hyped and more psyched up for the wrestling, whether it is, whether you treat them like an actual, um, you know, in studio crowd like you would at a sitcom where you have signs on the top that they have to, you know, that you, you light up when they're supposed to cheer, when they're supposed to boo. Like, you got to do something to make the crowd seem more and more into the product. They, they, they just seem dead and like not wanting to be part of whatever it is that you guys are, are offering. And I, and I feel bad for the people in the ring because they're the ones who ultimately end up hurting the most because they don't have the energy to, tr- to thrive off of. I mean, the, the, the segment I'm talking about in, in, in particular is the Josh Matthews, Petey Williams, uh, Matt Seidel segment where Petey Williams is trying to get the crowd behind him to do as he does or, or attempts a, uh, a Canadian destroyer and the crowd's just dead. They're just sitting there. Like, not even one person's like, yeah, Pete Williams, go. Like, they don't care. So definitely please, Impact Wrestling, do something to make, uh, make the show seem a little bit more lively. Now, on a positive note, I'm excited and happy and encouraged that Impact Wrestling was able to rebound after losing almost 100,000 viewers, uh, the week before. Uh, they've been slowly, you know, slowly going back up in viewership over the last couple of weeks. And I think it's encouraging to see the number rise above 300,000 and stay consistently closer to 400,000, uh, than under 300,000. So good for Impact Wrestling on that. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what the next round of TV tapings without Alberto Del Patron brings, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I think that's it for me here today on Wrestling with Ruben. I'm going to try to do this uh, multiple times a week, doing these little, uh, quick updates and commentary things for you guys. So definitely make sure to check this feed again. I'm planning on doing, uh, a post superstar shakeup analysis. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Uh, a post superstar shakeup an- an- analysis to kind of see, you know, how close was I with my predictions to see, you know, if maybe Vince McMahon happens to listen to this podcast. Who knows? Uh, again, my name is Ruben J. You've been listening to Wrestling with Ruben. I will see you guys next time. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheRubinJay, Facebook.com slash TheRubinJay, MultimediaMouth.com, YouTube.com slash Multimedia. Please go and subscribe, and I'll see you guys next time.